Hi, and welcome to the Learning Future podcast. I'm your host, Luca Parry, CEO and founder of The Learning Future. Thank you so much for joining us for season one of the Learning Future podcast. We've had some fantastic conversations in what's been a very challenging year for, frankly, all of us, no matter where we are in the world and no matter the role that you currently play or the roles that you currently play, either in formal education or beyond. So what I'd like to do today is just to look back, <laughs> which uh, we should always do carefully in a year like 2020, you know, a year that's been categorized with mass anxiety, with uncertainty, with disruption, and also, and thankfully, with incredible adaptation, led ultimately by those that are at the front lines, educators, health professionals, people that are working to really keep societies connected and to keep us all well and developing. So what we'll move through really quickly in this summary episode of season one are the 18 or so conversations that we've had so far on the Learning Future podcast. This is an idea that I'd had for quite a few years actually, and I've been really lucky to launch and co-host a number of other podcasts. Uh, and this one really is a bit of a passion project because for me, I, I really do believe that the greatest asset each of us has into this uncertain future is our capacity to learn for a life of learning in life-wide ways and to really go into the depth of mastering difficult things. Because if we do look at the future and for anyone that's working in the world, particularly in education, we have to visit the future often because we are ultimately about trying to equip and inspire young people for an uncertain world. You know, I wonder the question really is what will matter most into that future? And for me, it's impossible to have certainty, but I think we can have clarity. And increasingly, I think it's the convergence of the social, emotional and cognitive capability set that will allow us to continue to unlearn and relearn for the rest of our lives. And this has really profound implications for the way that we structure our schools, we structure our organizations, our universities, our companies, ultimately, when we know that non-routine work, both manual and cognitive, is the future of work, and that this convergence of the social, emotional, and cognitive aspects of learning might just be the future of learning. So in today's summary episode for season one, I just wanted to talk about some of the highlights and some of the really powerful ideas that I've taken away from the conversations that I've been lucky to have with these wonderful innovators, researchers, educators, activists uh, from all over the world and from all different disciplines. I think appropriately we launched on the 25th of August this year with the Emotion Revolution. Uh, and I was lucky to speak with my friend and colleague, Professor Mark Brackett from Yale University. And Mark often begins by asking, not a tell me what you've been up to question, but by asking, how do you feel? Uh, Mark released a brilliant book uh, this year as well called Permission to Feel. And I commend it to all of you because it really does try to unpack how if we can understand and regulate our emotions, it enables us not just to be better employees, to be better learners, but actually to live better lives. And that for a long time, we haven't given ourselves permission to feel and haven't fully delved into the world of emotional education. So that's a brilliant starting point. 
We also move then into the future of work with the adaptation advantage with Heather McGowan and this idea that you know we will need to let go of who we are and parts of our identities as we continually form new identities as the workforce continues to shift into the future. Uh, Heather is a fantastic future of work strategist and this idea of the adaptation advantage and ultimately the idea of the adaptability quotient, AQ, which is an interesting idea that I'm also quite interested in and how we might be able to really nurture that in, in our learners, our employers and in our colleagues. Then we spoke with Michael Bungay-Stainer uh, and he's a best-selling author. He's almost sold a million copies of his book, which is pretty remarkable. Um, uh, and the idea of coaching for curiosity. And so how do we stay curious for longer? And that was a really delightful conversation, which is not surprising. Uh, and Michael is asking me as many questions. Uh, and, and really what I took away from that is, you know, what, how do we ask better questions? And Michael's work often talks about the or question and what else, A-W-E. And, and that idea of just being able to hold space so that we can really get into the depth, be curious for longer before we make up our minds and avoid the, advi you know, the advice trap, which is his latest book. After that, we really went into kind of system level land and we spoke with Professor Michael Fullen about how we create liberating education systems, ones that liberate learners and adults and then can inform upwards. A really powerful chat from you know, a really wonderful education expert who's authored 50 books uh, which is quite remarkable across his, his career. And then we talked about social change with Leslie Udwin, the founder and executive chair of Think Equal. Now, Leslie is one of the most passionate people you'll ever hear speak. And, and she, in particular, is focused on gender equity, the role of empathy in early education, to counter what she calls the globalization of indifference. Uh, Leslie pulls me up a couple of times during that conversation, you know, when I, say, when I refer to her as an advocate. And she says, I'm not an advocate, I'm an activist. And this idea of action is something that you just cannot get away uh, from with what Leslie is actually trying to enable in terms of the change that she's leading across the world. And you think Equal actually won a WISE award this year after we recorded that episode. So wonderful work there, particularly if you're interested in early education, and that's episode six. After that, we spoke with uh, a former Australian of the Year, Professor Patrick McGorry. Uh, he's the Executive Direction, uh, Director of Origin, which is a mental health provider, and also you know, the founding director of Headspace. And he's a psychiatrist. And really, you know, our conversation was how do we intervene early and how do we connect mental health services and education in ways that means no one slips through the cracks, which is frankly what's currently happening in, in most parts of the world. So a really powerful conversation there with, with a wonderful Australian and a, and a wonderful medical professional. Um, after that, we delved into the digital skills for the new economy with Barbara Hopsapsel, and she is the general manager of Microsoft Education. So really high level C-suite executive. Uh, and so her vantage point is really fascinating about the convergence of technology, of social emotional learning and the future of work. And ultimately, she's, she's in about engaging education um, segments across the entire world to achieve more. So really interesting conversation there uh, about what we're trying to achieve there together. Uh, we then moved into a happiness curriculum with Shailendra Sharma. And what we we're trying to un understand there was what would it look like to teach not just one child to be happy, but 1.5 million children to be happy across one of the world's great cities? A phenomenal conversation with one of the key architects of that work uh, around happiness curriculum, literally mandating it for every single school and every single classroom in that part of the world. 
After that, we, we moved into How to Lead a Quest with Jason Fox. And all my conversations have been fantastic. But the one with Jason, I really felt most at my learning edge. And I think largely it's because uh, he's not an educator so much as a communicator and a motivation scientist. He, he shared some really powerful insights about learning, teaching, innovation, and leading, but also about the delusion of progress. And so that's episode 10. Uh, and it's one that actually, I don't often listen to these, but I listened to that one twice because I feel like we, I mean, we end up talking about things like modernism, postmodernism, and metamodernism, and how can we ultimately, you know, not take ourselves so seriously, but also think about our future plans as amusing hypotheses. I mean, some really fantastic ideas from that, that conversation. After that, we delved back into the world of education, largely with, with uh, equitable education and the idea of equity. Like, what does it actually take to develop an equitable education system? It's often spoken about, but what might we shift within the system itself to change that? And, and that's with Michael Nettles, Dr. Michael Nettles, who's a senior vice president and the Edmund Gordon chair of ETS policy evaluation and research. Really interesting conversation about assessment and education systems. Um, the rest of the conversations there with Jennifer Adams, who was the chair of the OECD study into social and emotional skills. Uh, a wonderful conversation there with a good colleague of mine about how we support the growth of these soft skills, sometimes called essential skills, might be what we might term them. And that's a really fantastic research project that the, that the OECD is learning that will be released early next year. Uh, and, and we're doing some work at Karanga to be able to support that launch as well and share some of the findings. So that's exciting and stay tuned for that. Um, after that, we talked about the learning economy. How might we create an internet of education? And what might information and value, uh, well, how might we share information and value between schools, higher education, online learning providers, and employers by having effectively a structure, an internet of education, which means, you know, something that will follow us, an education passport potentially, that will follow us as we continue to learn our way forward in our lives. Uh, that's that's a fantastic conversation with Chris Purifoy, one of the most sharp uh, and enthusiastic people I ever am lucky to speak with. And then we kind of slowed down a bit to speak with you know a very good friend and colleague, and I and I'll, I'll go so far as saying a mentor with Barry Svegals, and he is an award-winning architect. He actually redesigned the Sandy Hook Elementary School that was sadly the place of a, of a tragic mass shooting in America where all these primary school children were killed, were murdered um, by a gunman. And so he takes us through safe schools by design. You know, how might we design schools that delight children, inspire learning and nurture community that are also safe? And that's a really interesting, uh, interesting thing to kind of unpack. So a really deep conversation there with Barry, which is the case as well for episode 15 with Joanne McKechn, uh, another good friend and colleague of mine. And, and she talks a lot about contribution to humanity. She's actually created a curriculum for contribution to humanity. How might we change from the idea of results or achievement to contribution? Uh, and I continue to learn a lot from, from Joanne in the work that she does as one of the co-founders of New Pedagogies for Deep Learning and, and now CEO of The Learner First. Um, after that, we had a couple of conversations about deep work and productive struggle, really getting into the, the kind of learning sciences here. How do we create space for deep work 
And what does that mean for us as the adults, as the educators, be us trying to enable our children or our learners to fully you know, experience the productive struggle that is part of life, as we all know, having endured through 2020. So that's with Kwaku Anning, and uh, it's a really delightful conversation. And it really is quite well linked to the, the podcast, well, the episode 17, Learning and Wellbeing with Emiliana Rodriguez, who's a co-founder of a fantastic not-for-profit in, in Mexico, where they, they effectively, they train and educate teachers, parents, and students to take care of their kind of social and emotional aspects uh, that, that support collective well-being. A really delightful conversation. Uh, and then for episode 18, we actually cross-posted with another project. I do suffer from enthusiasm. Another project that I, I co-host, a podcast called The Future City with uh, my co-host A.L. Hallamish. And it's just a great conversation with an inspiring educator called Daniel Raven Ellison who's a geography teacher by training, but now is a guerrilla geographer and a National Geographic Emerging Explorer. And he's led the campaign to make London the world's first national park city. And so the idea of connecting learning to place and nature to kind of our experience of a city is a really wonderful, uh, wonderful thing that Dan has been able to do. And our last episode that launched last week was with Anna Rold. And again, it was a kind of a high level conversation about the future of learning and the future of education. And Anna runs uh, many different projects. She's a media executive. She founded Diplomatic Courier, which is the flagship media network for diplomats and policymakers. And she also runs a thing called The World in 2050. And so we zoomed out to a pretty high level around what, what might 2050 actually look like? What are some of the trends, the mega trends that we can see and how might we do our absolute best to be bold and brave in designing new ways forward. So that's been a pretty, quite, quite a diverse range of conversations across the Learning Future podcast for season one. It's been my absolute delight to actually just delve into these conversations and to share them with anyone that cares to take a listen to some of these really interesting ideas. I. Uh, as a self-identified nerd, I'm kind of interested in everything. But I really do feel that this is the moment that we need to not just, you know, reimagine um, and re-inspire ourselves, but actually remake to, to kind of become the takers of action as we move forward into 2021. And let's just hope that it's a better year for our world. And we can we can look at COVID as a teacher as well as the incredible frustration um, that it has also been for many of us around the world. Uh, what, what is it about the future uh, that we can create together? So rather than returning to normal, how do we create a better normal, as, as the saying goes? Thank you so much for journeying with me for season one of the Learning Future podcast. It's been my absolute delight to hear from some of you. And we have in the pipeline some fantastic conversations really to continue our, continue our exploration of what the future might be when it comes to learning in school, uh, at work, in the community, in universities. You know, learning as the foundational engine of human development uh, and how we create experiences and environments that enable all of us to thrive. Have a wonderful holiday period. Thank you for being on this journey. And I look forward to speaking with you in 2021. Bye for now.